Hello and welcome to the Maiden Romance Podcast. I'm your host Sarah Bailey and we also have my co-host here, Sab, aka SR7. Sarah, hi everyone. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I don't even need to ask how you are, do you know? Tired, tired and tired. Same. Yeah. We're going to preface this podcast by saying if we don't sound very enthusiastic, please excuse us. We've both not had very much sleep today. Yes. <laughs> but we will try. Oh. We'll try to make this entertaining as always. Yeah. Although apparently we make things entertaining without trying. But It's true. I think. I think anyway. So on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about happily ever afters and happy for nows. Yeah. And why and why they're so important to romance. They are really important to romance. They're like you can't can't do can't. a romance without them. Exactly. You have to have either one or the other. Yeah, you definitely do. And actually it drives me insane every time I see people kind of going, but why why should why does it need to have a happy ever after? I'm like because it's romance and they're just like but why <laughs> because it's romance right it is yeah <laughs> okay so i i have been on twitter because writers are on twitter it's kind of a thing and often i actually do see people say or ask what does hea mean and i'm like thinking to myself happily ever after and it's quite simple happily ever afters in layman's terms is basically it's taken from a fairy tale ending right so it's meant to suggest that everything will work out perfectly in the future um traditionally it's like often used after a couple's gotten married and um but nowadays that's not actually the case you can have a happily ever after without marriage you could have it with a couple just getting a puppy um or a baby or without a baby just having gone through all their trials and tribulations and finally being together in the end is perfect as a happily ever after and um think i'm trying to think okay so my pet peeve is when i'm watching a romance movie and i'm so invested in a couple only to discover at the end one of them dies and i'm like hold on a minute how is this romance is it just me because i get really upset i just feel like i've wasted two hours of my life watching this investing and they've kind of like blown it completely out of the water where's the happily ever after that's not a happily ever after um i think uh, is it just me like am i mad i don't know but when i like read book series if like the first book in this series ends on a kind of like a they're happily for now so it's like they've gone through one struggle they're together but there's impending struggle in the next books i'm happy for that like i know that they're going to still be together but they still got a lot of shit to to go through before they actually retire i call it retire um where they get married and they have kids and there's no more difficulties there's no difficulties in their foreseeable future. So that's where I can accept that it's happily for now. 
but I can't deal with tragedies. I think the only one, if I'm honest, that I can deal with. And yeah, there's probably people who are going to disagree with me. I think Sarah, you might disagree with me on this, but Titanic, I stand by that movie. I love that movie immensely. Yeah, we we won't go into why I hate Titanic, but are you, are you sure? Like, are you sure you don't want to go into it? Because I'm sure people are going to be like, "Why don't you like Titanic, Sarah?" Okay, but then it's explaining the dumbest reason why that. Okay, no, it's actually not the dumbest reason why I like, don't like Titanic. Right, when I was at un, when I um, people might not know this about me, but I have a degree in history, which I did by distance learning. And one of my modules was in film and television history. And I have obviously before this seen Titanic. And one of the reasons I didn't like Titanic is because I really, really, really hate Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> like with a passion, I, I will not watch any film that has him in it because I cannot stand his face. Um, even though I know he's a decent actor now, but when he was in his kind of early days he was fucking terrible quite frankly and anyway we won't go into further hatred of Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> but and I had to repeat then when I came around to do this freaking module it had bloody Titanic in it and I had to do an essay on Titanic and I was like are you for real so I had to kind of put my bias aside of not liking the film and analyze it and that just made it a hundred times worse, like, because I actually didn't want to say anything nice about it. Um, and yes, one of the reasons I don't like Titanic is for obviously it's not a fucking, it's not a romance, people. This is a fucking tragedy. A tragedy can be a love story, but it's not romance. Anyway, I just can't stand Titanic because I had to actually analyse the film and that just made it worse. Uh, so yeah, there you go. There's why I hate Titanic. You and I are so different in our, in our views on this because I, for one, absolutely adore Leonardo DiCaprio. And, um, yeah, we are just, just agree to disagree on that one. But you know what? I have to say, I can watch Titanic 50,000 times and it will always do something to my heart. I don't know. I, I know it's a tragedy and I know that it tears me into that jack dies but um i don't know i think i kind of feel like in some way they kind of recovered it and kind of lessened the wound in the end with having rose reunited with him in like i don't know whether they refer to it as she was dreaming or she died peacefully at the end of the movie and in her in her death she was reunited with him and everyone who had died in the titanic who she was close to on the ship but for me, that kind of lessened the blow. The fact that I got to see them and they were reunited in that way. It was just nice. I don't know. I'm smiling because it just, it just gets me every time. I'm just really going through stuff at the moment. Emotional, emotional stuff. The fact I've had lack of sleep. I'm just like here talking about Titanic. But no, we're talking about happy ever afters and happy smells. And Titanic is not a romance, people. My At least it's not. It's not genre fiction romance, anyway. Because Sarah's, a, and I think I'm getting to the point where I'm get getting kind of frustrated with people not understanding why a romance has to have a happy ever after. I'm just like, because you don't go through a journey of a couple 
you know, finding their way to each other through all of their trials and tribulations, only to have it ripped away from them, because it's just depressing, people. That is depressing. We don't read romance to be depressed. Yes, they can go through horrible things, you know, and tragic shit, but the end of the story has to be happy, because that's the whole point of a romance. And I just, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I see these people on Twitter like, I'm going to write a romance, but I'm going to buck the, you know, what is that bloody word? I can't think of it. They're like, I'm going to not have it have a happy ending. And I'm like, that's not a romance then. And don't market it as a romance either because you're lying to your readers. That's um, another thing. It's deceit, really. It is. It's false advertising. Readers, exactly. readers are not going to be happy with that whatsoever. And I have seen that actually, and it has frustrated me a lot. Yeah, readers will come at you if you don't give them what they're wanting and then people go but it's you know if you know what's going to happen at the end if you know the couple's going to be together how is that a element of surprise there and i'm like because we don't really think about that when you're reading the book yes in our subconscious we know that they're going to be happy at the end mm. but that doesn't but that's not really about that it's about the journey yeah exactly like you want to see it so that they, when you get to that ending, you feel like you've gone on the journey and they deserve to have that happy ever after. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's true. It, yeah, it's very true. It's not really about the end of the book. It's about the couple's journey. And that's more actually, in some ways, really important where, you know, distinction is that you don't, yes, it, we might know that the couple's going to be together at the end. Half the time, if a writer's good at writing romance, you begin to question it during the book because you're like, how are they going to get back together? How are they going to get through this? How is this going to happen? How is the writer going to do this? And that's what I love about romance is that you can have, there are so many options and ways to get to that happy ever after. But sometimes I sit there going, I don't even know how this author is going to give them a happy ever after <laughs> right mm. in this moment. So I say to people who say that it, uh, is predictable screw you because i just just don't read romance then if you don't it's like i don't understand why people have to go about trashing on this genre just because it you know let me tell you it is not easy to write a love story or a romance and have people believe in your characters and want them to be together at the end because you know it's not some simple thing to write livable romance my two cents on the subject <laughs> do you know do you know what like really gets to me when i see romance authors who are well known for being a romance writer which means that every book that they write is romance which means that by default all of those books have a happy ever after so what frustrates me is when i see people comment on like an author's post um, about a release or an upcoming book or like something that's had 50,000 amazing reviews and be like, I really want to read this. Does it have happily ever after? And I'm like, what? <laughs> but of course it has a happy ever after. It's not, I, I just, to me, that's mind boggling. I, to me, that's just a stupid question to put it, to put it bluntly. I just find that ridiculous. And then people actually respond and say, yeah, it is a happy ever after. But I'm like, of course, it's going to be a happy ever after. 
and you know yeah i just it frustrates me so much oh gosh i don't know i get really annoyed you know what i think that is is because too many people have been tricked into thinking that a book that their a romance are going to read has a happy ever after and then it doesn't and that is the fault of the authors who advertise their books incorrectly that's one my i'm going to put that out there <laughs> it, it's really disappointing to know that authors have kind of betrayed readers in that way um i i don't know i'm so so conflicted you know because you know what books i'm going to bring up right one of our um one of the authors that we you and i love well it's kind of partial now but um you know that duet book yes so for me it was a huge coming of age epic love story where and because it was done in in two it was done in two parts like book one and then book two it wasn't it i i don't know how to describe it because it was pure love but it ends in tragedy and i just don't know how i feel about it you know i, I don't think that that, I, that is not a but that, that's the thing that's not a i don't consider that a, a romance for that reason because it doesn't have a happy ever end. it doesn't have a happy ever after with the two with them being together yes we've gone on this this journey of it is a love story but it's not a it, it isn't a romance like if you use the strict definition of what the romance has to include it doesn't fall into that category i'm afraid to say no 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 that's that's like I, I i totally get it i was gonna ask um you've written quite a lot of books sarah mm -hmm. um and uh for every book that you write you guarantee a happily ever after but i think my question is how when you when you think I, okay you're not a plotter so probably i'm asking this question in vain because it's probably not appropriate but i think you know you write dark romance right so i think a lot of i think i've seen this quite often in social media where because i don't think people quite some people don't quite understand dark romance and how it works um i think they kind of assume that there's going to be tragedy in the end because of that word dark in it um and also probably they don't agree with the whole nature of dark romance in in that often it can be about a woman getting taken from her family or whatever and you know falling in love with her captors kind of like a beauty and the beast thing um but i guess what i'm trying to ask is do have you ever do you think you would ever write a book where there is a happily for now instead of a happy ever after um you've done a lot of cliffhangers recently i think that that's kind of a different cliffhangers is a whole different ball game happy for now i i'm not i don't have an issue with happy for nows but i don't i wouldn't but i don't think i would personally write one Unless I was doing like a, I don't really know that I would write one. 
because that's not really my mo um because i write if i do a if i do a series of books that's about the same couple then i will usually leave the books on the cliffhanger as opposed to happy for now just because in the nature of my sub sub sorry <laughs> sub genre that it tends to be the case and i'm following the uh the the kind of tropes or the kind of things of my genre whereas if i was to write something in a different job sub genre i might think about doing a happy for now but i don't know i don't know i don't think i would do i honestly don't i don't have any plans to write that i will never say never but it's not really my i don't know fine <laughs> that's cool um it's not not something that i've ever really kind of gone yeah i want to write happy for now like that's not i don't know you've um you've just made me think actually about something else that kind of frustrates me when i'm reading a book series about the same couple um so let's say there's like four books or five books about the same couple um yeah and they end on cliffhangers um i get really bored and frustrated where like we're on book three now and the couple are like crazy in love with each other and it's like a whole book where they just continuously tell each other they love them because then i'm like but we still have book four and five to get through and it's kind of like i don't feel like there's anything more to it because i don't know maybe i'm i grew up reading um romance books where it's like they don't find love straight away okay so it's like they have to work on their relationship they have to they have to have a friendship they work into a relationship something happens um they realize that they're in love with each other and then they tell each other that they love each other and then it's happy ever after. That's kind of like the standard, what am I trying to say? That's kind of like... It's a story arc. It's a specific that's, that's story it. arc. Thanks, thank you. <laughs> specific story arc, right? So that's what I've kind of grown up reading. And for me, personally, that's um, that's what I love about romance is that you see that story that journey um as as you said and the happily ever after in the end is so much it, it's it's deserving you know it's rewarding for us um mm -hmm. but in terms of like a long series where it's the same couple um i i would rather they hold out in professing their love for one another and having like a whole book of just being blissfully happy um and then tragedy strikes where they're separated and then they have to go through it again it's kind of like boring for me yeah it's boring is, is what i'm trying to get at. i i don't know maybe it's just me but i just feel like okay yeah we get it now you love each other um that's not going to stop you can't stop loving each other that's that's what's going to happen um but it's like i think i don't know if many authors do it where they just have 
pages and pages of sex and intimacy and it just becomes too much I'm 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 very much it's just maybe my preference as a reader but it's like by the time I get to book five and that happily ever after is there I'm just like you could have easily have had the happily ever after in book three you could have easily have just stopped at book three because at that point that was when I was like at my happiest moment with the characters having finally told each other they loved each other and that they were gonna they wanted a future with each other and then leave it there but then by the time it's book five I just feel like oh I'm sick of you guys (laughs) sick of you guys doing this um kind of feels a bit flat it doesn't happen often where I come across a series like that but kind of like that I don't know I just felt like I needed to get that out there and off my chest that I love romance I love I love it but there's a point where it becomes a bit too full-on and just just yeah I don't think that's kind of a slight failure on the author's part as well as it that's probably one your preference but two I think if you're going to write a book series like that, you need to introduce something like a secondary love story when you, because otherwise, I I don't really have an issue with like romances where the couple is already like an established couple. um, And then you're, you're just seeing them happy. But if you're going to do that in a series like on book three or whatever, then you need to introduce a secondary romance into the story so that that you have that kind of interest there of the romance between these characters and it's like i've as we know we're not going to specifically discuss like a mass amount of this but when i was writing um well obviously as uh, you've read the uh my uh, sci-fi stuff Mm -hmm. and in the second book they're in this they are an established couple and but the way i've written it is that the outside conflict there is conflict in them their romance and they've already kind of said i they have actually ended up saying i love yous but there's so much conflict going on around them and on the outside and inside their relationship that even though they are as an established couple and they've said i love you it's not the same because you've actually given them conflict on both sides and i think that's quite an important part of writing a romance or along a long length of time if you're going to get the couple together you have to give them some some kind of conflict within their relationship and outside of their relationship if you're not going to do a secondary romance exactly i think that's i i agree i do and that's that's the fate you know people can love each other but you can still have problems in your relationship and i think if you don't introduce those the happy ever after doesn't become rewarding because you're just like it, it as you said it is boring to just see them being happy and like yay like yes it's great and everything but at that point i'm gonna want the story to end because well, yeah they don't have any co- there's no co- there conflict be, there has to be conflict i i myself have that in mm. a, my pirate series which no one knows about because i haven't finished it but i i have that that the aspect of you see a couple happy and they have they have an established relationship but there is a fuckload of conflict um so that you know um there's a lot that they need to continue to work on it's not like there's just 
a whole book of of that and then there's going to be like another book where there's nothing there's no other conflict it's just it's just going to be boring I think what I mean is there's just a point where you need to have something else happening um yeah yeah there has to be something else happening otherwise it's just it's just so yeah like with you and like that was one of the things when I was like doing the devil syndicate in the last book because obviously at that point everything is now established that they're all five of them are in relationship I had to work out how to make and all of it was external and I was like they have to have some kind of internal conflict between the five of them otherwise this is going to be boring so I did introduce some conflict in there and then I was like then it was fine and that you know even though everything mostly was external conflict it's important you have some sort of conflict going on otherwise there's just going to be yeah like you said it is boring and it's not interesting and you just want it the romance to end and if you're doing a romance if you're writing a romance you have to still have that couple be a big part of the center stage because you know one of the things about romance books is the plot is about the plot is about the couple that's that is the plot the development of their relationship everything else is actually you can have obviously other main plots but that that's the central plot is the couple so if they're not still going on a journey you know in the other books with their relationship in some way then you're not going to be invested in it anymore and i think so then therefore your happy ever after feels a bit cheap because you're like well they've been happy for three books why the fuck should i care they're getting happy ever after now Mm, yeah that's true so that so for me that is a failure on the author's part to plot their book very well or make a compelling plot with between the two characters because you know if you're not going to be interested in it then what's the fucking point like i'm sorry that sounded harsh but it's okay um i just remembered what it is that i actually initially wanted to ask you about your series but i think i completely failed because my brain isn't working properly (laughs) um yep so all the books that you've written um when you Mm -hmm. when you decide you know that you want to give your characters a happy ever after what for you is a happy ever after do you is it solely dependent on your characters and what they want or do you have it in your mind like i want them to get married or i want them to have children because i immediately my mind immediately goes for marriage and children like or flash forward to the future where they already have like two kids or something like that um but i think for you because i've read a lot of your books they're all slightly different but i know that you don't plan things but i guess i just want to know for you what is a happy ever after yeah a happy ever after for me depends on on the couple yeah um because i know that traditionally romance included marriage and babies and it had to be marriage and babies but i think i really started getting into Obviously, as we know, I started reading romance when I was a teenager, but I wasn't really that fully into romance. I was more into fantasy. Um, And so then I didn't start reading like proper contemporary romances until I was an adult. And that and then I so I was never in the uh, kind of 
thing of where a happy ever after had to be marriage and baby. So I my journey with romance is different because I didn't get stuck with the idea that happy ever after should be marriage and babies. So for me, I've always been, well, it's the couple who needs to be happy in and not every couple wants to have married get married. Not every one couple wants to have babies. Not every couple wants those things. And I just I always want to make it realistic for that couple. So I haven't always had them get married. I haven't always had them have babies uh, right at the end of the book or anything like that. And actually, in one of my books, I made them, uh, they got married in book two. <laughs> so. Which one was that? Rates, I can't even remember. In, um, in the Corrupt Empire, they get married. They, they, they oh, married yeah. at the end of book two. Oh, yeah, I remember that. But that was because it were that was the way that it worked for that book, and it wasn't. And then uh, we don't see their wedding until book three, but we they they are married at the end of book two. And I think for me, you know, it's it really does depend on the story and the couple. And that's like I don't always want to give them marriage and babies. Like the Devil Syndicate, they couldn't they can't get married, like because it's illegal <laughs> for the five of them to get married. So. I was like, well, I have to be practical about this. And, you know, and I don't think, and I think they kind of got to the point where they're like, I don't, they, none of them really wanted to be married because they, it wasn't, you know, I think one of them says, I, uh, if we are, can't all get married, then I don't think it's fair that one of us should be married to her type thing. And I think that was kind of like, you know, I'm trying to work within the bounds of realisticness and not everyone wants marriage. And, I think that's actually nice to see that that the diverse reasons, the, the not diverse ways in which people can have a happy ever after is more interesting to me than continually seeing this thing of marriage and babies because marriage and babies isn't always everyone's ultimate goal. Yeah. Lots of women don't want to have babies, mm. you know. <laughs> that's that's a real thing in life. So there is a lot of women who don't want kids and that's except that should be fine and acceptable and i think that we should see that represented in our fiction not everyone wants to have a, a marriage you know maybe just maybe just want to be together like which book uh, in promises james and ellie don't get married and they don't have babies oh but it was but, such a lovely ending but they are together yeah and they you know and the way that they the book ended they were together and I was like well they're kind of quite young they're 20 23 24 and they didn't really they're not ready to take that step in their relationship so I was like I'm not going to force this marriage on because I knew I was going to be writing further books for their for James's sisters mm -hmm. so I was like I can kind of tell them right at the end of that where those couples have all ended up i knew i was going to write an epilogue with all where the couples had all ended up which you have not read yet <laughs> okay all right okay. um but they also still haven't got married at that point and i have to say and they're not had babies so there is you know there is various ways of people getting married but again, I, I strongly believe it depends on the couple and I don't ever want to force my characters into this box mm. of you have to be married and have children. Like, yes, I've given lots of marriages. Several people have got married. Some people have had babies. 
you know, we sometimes they flash forward into the future and you can see happy where they are. And then like, you know, we, but, but it was like with the, again, with the Benton siblings, Dante and Leora were engaged at the end of the book. They get married in James's book and then they have a baby in uh, the last book. Yeah. And it's like, but they're not they're not the central couple of the other books but mm -hmm. you can see there they did have their happy ever after in their book but then you can continue to see them having their happy ever after in the, in the subsequent books mm. and i think that's quite nice to do in a way yeah i like i like books that do that it's really lovely and then you know with with aiden and avery they were married and happy at the end but we don't really but we don't see that they've had kids until we until you've read the benson siblings so again it's like you can where if you're doing like a universe of characters you can actually then tell their story subsequently and show that they're still happy together or in some cases have problems with their relationship yeah that's true and <laughs> so yeah um so um I was gonna have I, have I answered your question? Yeah, you did. Like I knew the answer already, but I just thought it would be nice for you to talk about it. Um, because I know you as a person, as a writer, so I kind of figured mm -hmm. it would be your character's decisions. You don't sit there and kind of plot your characters' lives, whereas I do. <laughs> I'm just there like I treat my characters like I'm playing Sims. Just True. take okay. control of all of it. Although I, to be fair, I, people I people say I don't. You say I don't plot, but sometimes I do plot, and like, but it's not like it's never detailed plotting, if that makes sense. Like I do, I'm always aware that that the the characters are going to have to be together at the end of the, and I always write towards a happy ever after. It's yeah, not like I don't, but, and I do actually make some kind of notes and plots in my head mm -hmm. and uh, as you know for my next series I'm actually having to do quite a lot of like working out because of the way that their lives are so intertwined with each other but um yeah I think I always know that they're gonna have happy ever after it's not like it's that is never in doubt you know <laughs> I just don't always know what form it will take yeah and that's actually quite fun because then I can go, oh, I didn't know that you were going to end like this. Well, okay then. <laughs> you know. And um, is it fair to say that epilogues is usually where, is usually kind of like where we see a happy ever after? Uh, I'm thinking about, I would actually say it's about 50. Now I think epilogues are more prevalent. As, whereas before, I don't think that they were so prevalent, but now everyone seems to be doing epilogues. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I like I like prologues and epilogues. I don't I don't know. So do I. I I do like them. I just kind of feel like oh, we're at the epilogue now. But it's like what happens is when I'm reading a romance book, um, the chapter right before the epilogue is kind of like where they've said I love you or or whatever. Um, mm. and you're content in your heart but then the epilogue for me is always like oh how do I describe it it's like you know when you watch you've finished watching a really good movie and then <laughs> you're content but then it's like one year later 
and then you're like you get really excited because you kind of want to see what's happened one year later that's what epilogues to me are like it's kind <laughs> of like just it's like the pretty bow that ties everything together and that's why I like epilogues because I'm like oh I'm just gonna get that that cherry on the top of the cake even though I don't like cherries on top of cakes but you know what I mean yeah I do know what you mean um I also like epilogues and then and then there's some cases that I don't like <laughs> but then at the same time I I when I am reading a book if I know that it's part of a series um and then I see that there's an epilogue my immediate thought is going to be okay is this going to be a happy epilogue or is this going to be an epilogue that tells me that there's going to be something that will potentially derail this couple in the next book because an epilogue can also work in that respect where you see the happily for now but then the epilogue is like it, it kind of has a sense of impending adventure for that couple um mm. in 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 like an exciting way which kind of then makes you want to pick up big two because you're like oh that epilogue was crazy like the characters have no idea what's happening sometimes the epilogue is just a message to the readers so that the characters don't know what's going to happen but we know what's going to happen does that make sense yeah yeah i hope that I makes sense I... I don't know yeah i haven't read many books like that no, neither have I, but I feel like I However, need to do something like that. I have read... Okay, this this is something that does annoy me. Right. When someone is writing a series of... Uh, like, a series, but they're standalone couples. That makes sense. I really hate it when you get the happy ever after that couple. Yeah. And then they do an epilogue that's about the next couple. And I'm like, no, I don't want to see an epilogue about another couple when I've got my happy ever after for this couple. I don't mind if in the last chapter they have some kind of hint of the next book, but I don't want to see the epilogue where it switches fucking point of view to another completely different character to entice me. I don't, I don't like that because I'm like, this book is not about those fucking other characters, is it? It's about this couple. And I feel cheated at that point because I'm like, excuse me, why are you including this epilogue? Or why? And I've seen like, or I've seen a chapter that switches point of view to another complete other character. And I'm like. But then my question is, in that it's book, really has it been mm -hmm. consistent in having multiple people? No. OK, so then that's just like, that's not fair. <laughs> exactly that's when i get really angry i'm like if it's not that yes fine if it's the pov of the cat the, the hero and the heroine that's fine but i don't want to then see some other random fucking person in the in an epilogue like that has never been there before yeah i'm like who is this person i understand like, i see like, who are you why are you setting up the next book like this you could just uh, more easily have set up the next book by giving some kind of like hint of it in the last chapter. I don't mind if they do that, but I don't want an epilogue from another person's point of view. I just, it's just not like when you're, when they're, when that couple's romance is wrapped up, I'm like, that's, that makes me annoyed because I'm like, oh, because I think that I'm getting an epilogue from that couple. 
and then suddenly it's some other person mm -hmm. and you're like excuse me like who does this mm. i hate it i really really hate it and i keep and it's becoming more and more prevalent and it fucking pisses me off well, i'm not say I've that not, now i've not seen that actually i don't oh. think i want to but <laughs> just hope you don't i maybe i've been reading too much contemporary romance i don't know but it just seems to be more and it's just doing my head in and i'm like i don't want this anymore please stop doing it just a message to authors please stop doing that like this is not this doesn't make your it makes it very unsatisfying for me because i'm like well now i'm gonna have to read this next book i don't really want to read this what if i don't want to read about this next couple what if i'm happy with just having read this couple i'm just like i'm like fuck you like genuinely fuck you because <laughs> Now, instead of feeling happy and content with the end of the story, I now have this fucking cliffhanger thing. And it's like, this is supposed to be a standalone. So why are you making it? Mm. It's, because, it's because the author wants people, to, they want to be in, they want to entice readers to read the next book. I know. But if they're going to, why don't you fucking well not do an epilogue and trick me into they thinking could, there's more of that couple? They, they could, could easily either... just, just hint at the, you know yeah they or they could have like put the bloody blurb for the next one or, or the or they could have made that fucking epilogue for chapter one of the next book and put even though i don't like reading other books yeah I know but I mean. they could have done it that way and i would have been okay with that because i would have been able to skip it but no yeah i end up, but no because it's made it's designated as another chapter in this book i'm just like nah man this is some shady practices and i'm not i'm not down with it it's fucking shady, man. I'm just saying this. It's a shady practice, and I'm not down with it, and it annoys me because I, I'm like, I want my happy ever after about this couple. I don't want it about some other random fucking couple. I'm sorry, but no. Just... <laughs> I'm sorry. I love it. I love it when you explode. It's, just, it's, so funny. it's, just, it's just such an annoying thing because it ruins my happy ever after. I'm like, I invested in this book. I invested in this couple. And sometimes it's happened where it's like a ton of, like it's books. And I've invested in this couple. And suddenly it's like, I'm just like, you've just ruined my enjoyment of this happy ever after. I'm not going to forgive you for that. Wow. Oh, God. Okay. And another thing that annoys me uh -huh. is when the happy ever after is so feels cheap or 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 they the couple i feel like they don't deserve the happy ever after <laughs> okay so you're gonna have to maybe elaborate a little bit more give me an example okay. okay i'll give you an example of this book this book series that i read and actually one of my friends has also read it i hated the i hated this i ended up hating the heroine to the point where I wanted to throw her in a bin and and set it on fire. And I didn't understand why this heroine, why this hero liked this heroine, because she was so stupid. And I went through four books of this couple. And then their happy ever after was just so, like, he suddenly, ch no, he had gone through this book being this really, like, cold-hearted guy. And yes, he was occasionally soft. But right at the end of the book, he just completely changed and flicked into this like really loving person. One, I didn't want him to be in love with this woman because I thought he deserved better than her stupidity. And two, he just changed into this like, I love you so much. 
we're so in love and like so, literally two chapters before they were like i yeah was this in the first book no this is in the last book so my question is if you hated this heroine so much from book one what, what? no i didn't hate her in book one oh, okay so <laughs> when did you hate her i started to hate her in book three and then i decided and then I actually stopped reading at that point. And then my friend was reading it and she was talking about it to me. And I said, oh, I'm going to have to read the last book. Okay. And so I did. And then I ended up hating it. And then I've never read this author again because because she did this. And she was also did another fucking chapter at the end of the book from another person's point of view to advertise the next series. And I was like, you fuck off, man. Um, <laughs> but yes. This happened, I got annoyed and this fucking heroine just got worse in the last book to the point where I actually wanted, I actually full on hated this heroine. And then I ended up hating the hero, even though I'd liked him before, because he just changed his personality, like at a flip of a switch. And I was like, this is just feels cheap mm. and not deserved. Anyway, sorry, that's oh. a failure on. <laughs> there you go. If you switch characters up magically in the last kind of section of the book, I'm not going to be happy with you. You have to keep personalities consistent. Yes, the person can change throughout a book, but if you suddenly change him like in a sudden or a character suddenly straight away, like and make them into this loving like guy when he was a complete, you know, not like that before, then I'm going to be like, how is this believable? Here we are talking about what doesn't constitute a happy ending for Sarah. Oh, God. <laughs> does, does that make sense? Am I making any sense? Right? Yeah, you are. You always make oh, sense. Because <laughs> it just annoys me because then I just feel like, well, I don't want you two to be together. And also, what is this person? This is not the person I've been reading for four books. Oh, sorry. I don't like cheap um, happy ever afters. I'd get so disappointed. I don't like it if I feel like a couple isn't it. If I feel like I don't believe in their romance. Mm. It just doesn't it just doesn't work for me. Okay, unpopular opinion three six five DNI. I oh I I just did not believe in their relationship. I didn't, no. I didn't believe in their relationship. And for me, I just felt that it was just structured poorly. Um, mm. And I know that women have gone absolutely insane over the sex scenes, which were done well, yeah, but... Um, okay, the sex scenes were the only good thing about that film. It, Everything else was a bit shit. For me, I just... I just I I want I want to believe in romance, okay, and I I wanted I wanted that there was there was literally no yeah there was sexual chemistry but there wasn't romantic chemistry and that's where I had a problem because mm -hmm. then it's like you know people can people complain about like couples getting into bed way too quickly and stuff like that and I'm like but that happens in real life so I but then you want to see their journey to falling in love and mm -hmm. if you don't have that then you're just like well like I've written books where couples have got to have had sex very very fast 
but they don't fall in love with each other no. at that point. You have to you see their building of their relationship and then they fall in love with each other. Oh. And I'm like, you can write a book where they have lots of sex, but they're not in love because mm -hmm. that's happens in real life, people. And anyone who says that's unrealistic, well, you clearly haven't been in the world enough. <laughs> because it is very realistic. Mm -hmm. Um but I know what you mean. You had, well, what I was where I was coming from is that if you don't see them have that connection on an emotional level, or, or they connect as friends, yeah. then your romance is always going to feel cheap because it's just at the end of the day about their sexual chemistry, and that's not very. As whilst we we both love sex, reading we both love sex and reading about sex. That's not what we read romance for. We read romance to see the development of a couple. And in in that film, well, obviously we haven't read the books because it's not been translated from Polish. Mm. But um, in that film, there was no romance between the two characters. It was purely a, a sexual thing. And yet they tried to force it on us that they were like, I'm in love with this guy. And I was like, when the fuck did you fall in love with him? Like, Yeah, I just... Okay, I'm going to say this. She was digmatized. <laughs> <laughs> plain and simple she was digmatized and that is all the only way and she was digmatized and that is the uh she clearly was in love with this dick uh and that's that's really all i've got to say about that film mm. <laughs> so yeah that's basic so the whole point of me bringing up this film is because we were talking about relationships and believing in them well mm. That that was kind of like my view is that I if I feel that a couple hasn't convinced me of their love, then it's just not going to convince me that they're happy in the end or that they it's just something's missing. Like I feel like yeah, cheated or like yeah, I feel like I've wasted my time in in mm -hmm. giving something a chance like this. But yeah, so I totally get what you mean. I, I get what you mean by cheap happy ever afters and stuff. I get it. It's frustrating because we've invested so much time into this, these characters, mm -hmm. and you kind of just feel like, well, why did I read that? Because I don't really care that you're together. Although now I used to like be very strict about reading every, finishing every book I read. Now I'm just like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I told you actually that I DNF'd four books in a row, didn't I? Yeah, that's crazy. And they were, all, and they were all MM romances. And oh, also, I, I know that you were quite frustrated with the fact that you were reading an MM romance, and it was just strictly all about sex. I think, and it read like porn or something like that, and you were just. Oh god, not that book! Yeah, you really frustrated. Don't even talk. <laughs> that I think we actually discussed that slightly last week. No, I uh, I saw this. There's this. It's an erotic romance series that was like it's seriously very popular, and I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. And I saw because I've got uh, Kindle Unlimited, and some Kindle Unlimited titles you can also get the audio for free. So. I ended up going, oh, I'll listen to this on audio because I don't know why I was in the mood to be doing that. I listened to this entire 13 and I think it was like 13 and a half hours 
or even maybe it was 14 hours. I don't even remember. And I would have to say 80% of that listening was sexual in nature. And it was just like, it read like straight sex, which also I was not a fan of. And yeah, I I hated it. It was like it was basically like listening to porn, and not in a good way, because I didn't sign up to be listening to porn. <laughs> okay, when I read a book, I actually want to believe in this couple, but I didn't. It was so stupid, and I never want to listen to that again. I never want to go through that again. And there's six books in that series, and I was like, you know what? No. <laughs> and I gave this book two stars, and the only reason I gave it two stars. It should have got one, but I gave an extra one star or an extra star because I thought poor narrator having to sit narrate this entire set book that's basically sex. I'm like, mm. yes, I have lots of sex in my books, but I do not have sex 24 fucking seven. <laughs> anyway, that was like a couple of months ago. Now, like... This week, I DNF'd four MM romance books in a row, and I feel really terrible about it, but I'm very picky about MM romance. I think we were talking about this, weren't we? But let's not go into that, because no. I don't really want people to be... That's not what this, that's not what this podcast is about. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but if I... What I was trying to kind of say is if I don't believe in a couple, mm-hmm. like... Or if I don't believe in a story, I will just, I'm just, I, I don't read it. Unless I like really, really want to review a book, then I really will just not finish it because I just can't be bothered. I don't have time for it anymore. I just don't, I don't, I don't have time to be reading stuff I'm not enjoying. Like, you know, I think it's actually quite freeing to be able to just stop reading books that you don't like. Oh yeah, like so many people do it. I do it. If I feel like something's not doing it for me i just stop mm. it's, it's no it's no biggie it's no but i think it was drilled into me like when i was younger that you have to finish what you start re- you have to finish something you start and so i was always like i need to finish every book i read and now i'm like actually no i don't ah. <laughs> because i have i have more important thing to do like writing so when i read i do it for fun and if I'm not enjoying it, and I'm like, why am I doing this? You know. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at now. With the so yeah, I always kind of want to, I want to be invested in a couple so that when I get to the happy ever after, I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. satisfied. I'm happy. Or or you get that that warm fuzzy feeling in your chest, like I'm so happy they're finally together. Yeah, it's like just, it's just getting to the end and being like oh do you know what i'm well happy i can say goodbye to this couple i'm sad too but i can say goodbye to them happily knowing that everything's all good between them and you know that's that Mm -hmm. you know you want to have that that warm content feeling in your heart and just be like oh yeah this this journey was worth it exactly that's that's the most important thing actually for a happy ever after is you have to feel like it's worth you know they've just they earned it yeah and i think not many people realize that is that you know in order for it to be a successful happy ever after the couple have had to earn that happy ever after (laughs) like otherwise i'm just gonna be like well uh i don't know that you actually deserve this man just saying 
That makes me sound like I have such high demands on these on these romance books. No. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have to go through like a million things of drama. They just have to have had a journey that feels worthy of exactly. having a happy ever ever. That's exactly what it is. That's all it is. That's all it is. Exactly. They don't have to have like I know that I write massively high angst books, but drama filled. That's the nature of the subgenre, okay? <laughs> mm. But I like reading some fluffy romances as well, where it's like they're just, it's not like complicated and then it's a bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I've read those and I feel perfectly content afterwards. I'm like, oh. I like, I like those kind of cute romances. I do. I love them. Mm. Well, it's not so much drama, but it's like, it's an enjoyable, it's enjoyable romance. Like it's just smooth yeah. kind of. It, it just I mean, it takes me back to the fluffy romances that I, I used to read. Those are the ones yeah. that you that you just you know what you're getting, and you can just easily just dive into them. And mm. it's like a dose of happiness. I can't really describe it. Yeah, that's it exactly. Whereas it's like I have to be in the mood for those, you know. Yeah. And normally I just want drama. I'm not gonna lie I just I just want drama and I'm like I need to feel like I'm going on some wild ride where I'm on the edge of my seat mm -hmm. see I'm gonna put this out there I don't like drama in my own life but watching other people's drama yes please I agree <laughs> <laughs> probably why I like drama in books is because I like reading other people's drama but like in my own life I'm like get away with your drama stay out of my way <laughs> oh gosh anyway that's kind of not really what this podcast is about is it when we do podcast episodes it's it's like we just go on this merry-go-round of randomness and eventually find our way back to the topic mm -hmm. kind of what it is true so yeah this is very true the takeaway um don't kill your characters and yeah, don't kill the characters. Don't don't kill them and label it as a romance because it's not. Exactly. Don't do that. Make sure your characters deserve their happy ever after. Don't give us cheap happy ever afters. But as always, make sure you do give us a happy ever after. Otherwise, we'll come at you. <laughs> Am I right? Oh no, your microphone's died. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I had your back. I had your back. I was like, yeah, totally. But obviously, you know, it got cut out. <laughs> but yeah, I totally agree. Totally. So I think that just about wraps up our random discussion about Happy Ever Afters. It was a, I it, hope. yeah, it was a struggle, but we got there. <laughs> I hope it's been enlightening about what we like in a Happy Ever After. And what we don't, uh, and what we don't, yeah, what we hate, because we always talk. We always like to be balanced on this podcast and talk about what we love and what we hate. Yeah. So that was the Maiden Romance podcast, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, bye, guys.